Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Sachidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Ekadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Veja Gatameva Samsara Nava Setave Rabha Vesarva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your own essence, your own beingness, your own isness, Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Finding your inner light. If you were to describe yourself to somebody, you'd probably start with your body, maybe your age, your height and weight, the color of your hair, that is, if you have any. You might include the color of your skin and your eyes. Perhaps you'd start with who you are in your family, maybe where you live or come from, or your job, for those of you that are retired, your former profession. Maybe you'd share about your favorite things. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, 
bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Da, 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 da. These are a few of my favorite things. Huh, they didn't put yoga in the song. Yoga poses, breathing and meditation, sitting in satsang and chanting in Sanskrit. Da, 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 da. These are a few of my favorite things. Still, even if you include yoga on your list, you're describing the outer dimensions of your being, how you look, who you know, what you think and care about, where you go, what you do. While these are important, that's not all there is to you. Yoga is about the inner dimensionality, who you are underneath the facade. Whatever you present to other people, there's more going on inside. This is true even if we just talk about your mind. Whatever words you say, there are a million more words you didn't have time to get out. I mean, when you try to say everything you think, others get tired of your monologue and quit listening. Really, it's not all that interesting, especially when you begin repeating yourself. Deeper. Look deeper within. Who are you at the deepest levels of your own being? At the wordless levels of being? in the vastness of your own beingness. Who are you really? The sages of India began answering this question long ago in time beyond counting. Some of their words come to us today. Mano I am neither mind, intellect, nor ego nor field of awareness, and neither hearing nor taste, and neither smelling nor sight, and neither space nor earth, not light, not air. My true form is the bliss of consciousness. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. Adi Shankaracharya wrote this poem around 800 CE, summarizing key points from the stream of teachings that flow through the ages prior to his own time. These key points in this first verse are, I am not my mind, not my reasoning capacity or memory. I am not who I present to other people the image of self that I want them to see. I am not what I feel, see, and hear. I experience my senses, but they do not control me. 
I am not my body, not my breath, not light or space or energy. All these are real experiences, but they don't make me who I am. Mano buryan karachitaninam na chashrata jive na chagrana nidre na chavyoma bhumi na tejo navayu. I am not this, not this, not this familiar to yogis 1400 years ago when he wrote the poem. But then in the last line of each verse, he turned it all on its head. And he named and described self in more positive, even glowing terms. Chidananda rupa shivoham shivoham. My true form is the bliss of consciousness. I am Shiva. This is a radical restatement of the ancient teachings. Shankara was putting into words that which had been implied but not stated for thousands and thousands of years. The most ancient of India's teachings are in the Vedas, Sanskrit hymns that are used in ceremonies as well as for teaching. The wonderful thing about these ceremonies is that they give you the experience of self, but not the words for describing or understanding. I was reminded of this in India just a few days ago. I was delightfully surprised as I was walking down a street and heard some Vedic verses being chanted in unison by a hundred school children. I was passing a Brahmin school where the kids are being trained in how to do these ceremonies that come to us from thousands of years ago. The ceremonies don't explain who or what the self is. They invoke the experience. They bypass your mind and propel you into the inner experience of your own divinity. The whole point of yoga is to experience the one divine reality. To experience your own self, your own inherent divinity and to live in that experience all the time. That's yoga in a nutshell. After thousands of years of these ceremonials came a point where the sages began to teach about the experience, not merely to invoke it. Times had changed. The society and culture were shifting, triggered by radical climate change. So the ceremonies weren't as available as they used to be. The sages had to confront the mind using descriptions and metaphors to orient the mind toward self so their students could experience their own self. The Chandogya Upanishad is one that tells this in story form. The sage Udalaka told his son Shvetaketu to bring him a fruit from the nearby banyan tree 
called Nyagrodha tree. These trees grow and extend their branches out to cover a full city block. The branches sprout out aerial roots that look like thin ropes dangling down from the branches. The root grows down to touch the earth, burrows in, and grows into another trunk. One banyan tree will have hundreds of trunks. But the fruit is very small, like a big blueberry. The seeds in the fruit are even smaller, like the size of strawberry seeds. So the sage Udalaka told his son Shvetaketu to bring him a fruit from the nearby banyan tree. This is in chapter 2, section 3, in the 12th khanda. Here's the translation. Fetch me from there a fruit of the Nyagroda tree. Here is one, sir. Open it. It is opened, sir. What do you see there? These seeds, almost infinitesimal. Break one of them open, my son. It is opened, sir. What do you see there? Nothing, sir. My son, that subtle essence which you do not perceive there, of that very essence, this giant Nyagroda tree exists. That which is the subtle essence, in that, all that exists has its being. It is Sat. It is the self. And thou, Shvetaketu, art that. Tatvamasi, thou art. The son said, please, sir, inform me still more. Be it so, my child, the father replied. In the 13th khanda, the story continues. Udalaka, the sage, said, place this cup of salt in a bucket of water and then wait until morning. Shvetaketu did as his father commanded. In the morning, the father said to the son, bring me the salt that I gave you last night. The son looked for it in the water, but found it not, for, of course, it was melted. The father said, taste the surface of the water. How is it? The son replied, it is salty. Taste from the middle. How is it? The son replied, it is salty. Taste from the bottom. How is it? The son replied, it is salty. The father said, throw the water away and then come back to me. He did so, but salt exists forever. Then the father said, here also in this body, you do not perceive the true sat, the essence, my son.
But there indeed it is. That which is the subtle essence, in it, all that exists has itself. It is the true. It is the self. And thou, Shveta Ketu, art that. Tatvamasi, thou. In the same way, the truth of your own self is not visible to the eye, not understood by your mind, yet it pervades all that reality, that essence, that subtle substance is the source of life, the source of your own being. Thou art that. But the question is, how do you find the that which is thou? That's called yoga. You're not going to find that by hanging on to the bucket that held the salt water. Not by hanging on to the piece of fruit that the seed came from. Your mind wants to hang on to these things. You could even frame the little dried fruit and hang the bucket on the wall and say, see, see, this is the bucket from when my guru told me to put salt in the water. I still have the bucket. It's not about the seed or the salty water. It's not about your job or your family. Not even about your curly hair or radiant smile. Your body is the means by which you shine the light of your being into the world. But what is that light? And who is the being that the light is shining from? Tatvamasi, thou art that. Over time, the sages have tried many ways to explain the unexplainable. It's like with a small child, when you're trying to show them a bright full moon, you're pointing up, but the child is looking at your finger. Don't look at my finger. Look at what it's pointing to. We all have the same problem. We want to look at the bucket. So the sages said, Neti, Neti, not this, not this. Don't look at the finger. Look at the moon. Neti, Neti, not this, not this. I am not the bucket, I am not the salt, I am not the water, I am not the fruit, nor the seed in the fruit. I am not my mind, I am not my memories, nor my hopes and fears about the future. I am not my emotions, I am not my sex, I am not what I eat. I experience my senses, but they don't define me or control me. I am not my body, not even my energy or my breath, neti, neti. Coming from 8,000 years ago, neti, neti is the practice they gave for untangling the worldly entanglements that keep you from seeing who you really are. When you're practicing this, it works like this. Whatever you see, you say neti, neti. 
Not this. Not this. The object exists, but it's not going to provide you with total and ultimate fulfillment. That one thing or any other thing is not the thing that makes you be you. The fact that you see an object or even a person means that that object or that person is separate from you. That means it is not you. Neti, neti. Whatever you think, you say, neti, neti. This thought is not who I am. You have a thought, but you don't become your thought. The fact that your mind can think a thought means that the thing in your thought is separate from you. It is only a thought. It is not you. Neti, neti. Whatever you feel. Neti, neti. While it is a feeling, and it is real, it's not who you are. Just like an apple is an apple, but you are not the apple. In the same way, a feeling is a feeling, but you are not the feeling. The fact that you feel it means that you're perceiving the feeling, thus you are not it. Neti, neti. Whatever you are seeing, thinking, feeling, or doing, it is separate from you. You are the one who perceives it. You are not the thing you are perceiving. Neti, neti. It's a very high teaching, a profound contemplation and practice. It dissolves all your limitations, erasing what you think you are, so to reveal what you really are. When everything else is gone, the one thing that is left is that thou art that. This is called the path of negation. I'll use a metaphor to describe it. It's like you want to walk through a doorway, but it's blocked by boxes and bundles, like when you're moving and the room gets so piled up that you can't get to the door. So this doorway is blocked by all your stuff. Neti, Neti clears the stuff out of the doorway. This is the doorway inside. So when you clear all the stuff, then it's easy to step inside, to settle into your own self. But first, you have to clear out all the stuff. How long have you been accumulating this stuff? It can take a while to clear it all out. The purpose of the path of negation is that you negate your inner blockages. Unfortunately, our Western mind turns the path of negation into a path of negativity. Back away from that bucket. Don't hang on to anything. Everything is a trap. Don't get caught in it. Don't hang on to anything. Now, I agree that this is beneficial. Clinging is not only limiting, it's painful. But most people carry neti neti a step too far. And they say, don't get involved. Don't engage. 
don't care. But when you shut down caring, you begin losing the very self that you were striving to attain. For your own self is the source of your love and caring. Self is the source of your light and your aliveness. Self is the beingness that is being you and being everyone else all at the same time. You know this when you're experiencing your own self. You see that same self in another, recognizing the one divine essence in both of you, the one reality being both of you. And then there's nothing but love. Everywhere you look, nothing but love. Self is a path to love. But love is not a path to self. At least not the way that most people love. Most people fill their love with need, expectation, even manipulation, trying to get their loved ones to do what they want. Most people use love as a way to limit their heart's capacity. I'll only love you if you're good. And I only love you, not everyone in the world. Love is not about narrowing down your mind or shutting down your heart so you only love a few. You see, everyone in the world is inherently lovable. Can't you see it? This is why spirituality is not about love. It's about self. It's about finding, knowing, and being the self that you already are. So the sages used the language of negation like this. Your own self was not born on a certain date, the date your body was born, nor will yourself cease to exist when your body ends its time. Self is not what you think, not what you do, not even how you feel. Self is not here or there, not up or down, not in or out, not past, not future, not in the now. Any single thing or place or time where you look for self, that spot is too small. Self is bigger, greater, more whole, more expansive, more real, more true. This is the path of negation. The self is not this, not this. Neti, neti. My own name has the negation built into it. Nirmalananda means not limited negating the limitation. Literally, my name means the bliss of being not limited. I know a woman, Swami, who also has a name with negation built into it. She's named Nirupa Maimananda. Quite a mouthful. Her name means the mother of the universe without form, the formless mother. Literally, the bliss of the formless mother. 
Shankaracharya continued his poem using the language of negation this way. Napunyam napapam na saukyam na dukam na mandro na tirtam na vedo na yajna aham bojanam naiva bojam na bokta chidananda rupa Shivoham, Shivoham. Neither virtue nor sin, not happiness, not suffering. Neither mantra nor pilgrimage, neither knowledge nor ritual. I am neither the enjoying, what is enjoyed, nor the enjoyer. My true form is the bliss of pure consciousness. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. You can see Neti Neti in his words, not this, not this. I am not right and wrong, not even virtue and sin or heaven and hell. You know, I can say that I tried to be a good girl for years until I figured out that it didn't really make me happy. Then I decided to be a bad girl. But it didn't take me long to figure out that that didn't make me happy either. So I was using good and bad to try and find happiness. But then the sage says, I am not happiness. I am not happiness and I am not suffering. This one hits home for most people. I'm sorry if I have to be the one to tell you Life is not about happiness, not even about comfort or pleasure. Why? Because these are unattainable. Oh, you can find pleasure for a while, but it doesn't last long. Ditto for happiness. Darn. Shankar goes on and says that not even mantra and pilgrimage, like my recent trip to India, this is not who you are. You can use mantra, you can go on pilgrimage, you can do ceremonies and practices. You use them to produce a certain effect in you, to make you feel better, to help you find your own self, but you're not the mantras. You're not the pilgrim, you are more. You are more than your senses. Shankara says, I am neither the enjoying, nor what is enjoyed, nor the enjoyer. You are not your body, not your mind, not your senses. When you practice what he's preaching, you quit pursuing your senses. You don't seek happiness. You don't even try to be a good person. You back away from action and interaction so you can clear all the boxes out of your inner doorway. And when that's clear, what happens? His last verse gives us the answer. Finally, a more positive perspective on self. Shankar describes the self that you are in glowing terms. Aham nirvikalpo. 
Nirakararupa Vibhudvachasahavatrasavendriyanam Nachasangataham naivamutirnameha Chirānanda-rūpā Shivoham, Shivoham. Again, sing with me. Chidananda-rupa. Shivoham, Shivoham. I am beyond mental conditions. Formless. And by pervading everything, everywhere, there is no attachment of the senses. Nor am I even the release from bondage, nor that which is measurable. My true form is the bliss of consciousness. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. My true form is the bliss of consciousness. I am Shiva. I am Shiva. Now you've stepped inward through the finally cleared out doorway and found your own self. The light of your own being shines forth in you and through you. You are the source of that light of consciousness, formless reality pervading all the bliss of pure consciousness. Yoga is about this inner dimensionality who you are underneath the superficial level that is seen by others. When you find your own self, you recognize there's only one of us here, oh Shiva. This has always been yoga's focus from the ancient time of ceremonials, through the teachers in the woods using stories and metaphors, through the path of negation, back away from that bucket. Don't keep the bucket. There's only been one purpose, that you know your own divine essence, that you glow with the light of your own beingness. In other words, the path of negation is not the only path. It's familiar for Westerners, for we see strains of it in the prophetic traditions of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. But there's more than one way to find the self. One is to be given the gift of self, as I was. When I got Shaktipat from my Baba, he gave me my own self. Oh, I didn't understand the enormity of the gift, nor what to do with it. Gradually, he trained me in how to live, living in alignment with consciousness. He showed me how to always be based in my own essence living from the inside out. I was a slow learner. It took me decades. I try to speed your path along with discourses, classes, chants, teachings, articles, poses, and more. But I'm not trying to help you move the boxes out of the doorway. That's not what this practice does. What I do is amp up the light of your own beingness, so it shines brighter, even while the boxes are still in the doorway. In other words, there's no heavy lifting on this path. 
The light of your own beingness shines so bright that it illumines you from the inside. And then you don't even want the stuff that was piled in the doorway. Better yet, the light of consciousness is called the fire of yoga, and it incinerates everything that gets in the way. If you let it. That's why it took me decades. I wasn't ready to let the fire of yoga burn up all my limitations. Not so fast, buddy boy. <laughs> that took me a while. But all the while, the light was shining brighter and brighter. And I did start moving some of the boxes out of the way. As the light shone within me, I would see some of my stuff, the old stuff, in a new way. Seeing it for what it really was made it easier to get past it. I grew into myself like a snake sheds its skin, losing the outer limitations. So I got the name Nirmala, without limitations. Nirmalananda, the bliss of being without limitation. But you are also without limitation. For your essence is divine and always has been. You look inward and see the boxes, but I see your light. You shine with God's radiance showing the truth of who you are to anyone who has eyes to see. Even when you've still got some stuff in boxes, your light is intact. You don't need to buy a new bulb. Your light is the eternal light of consciousness, O Shiva. Your own being is beingness itself, consciousness itself, bliss incarnate. So you do have to move some boxes. But more importantly, you cultivate the inner experience of your own self, the knowing of your own being, so you can grow into your own self, and the rest just burns away. And who is that self that is your own self? Tatvamasi, thou art that. Chirananda Rupa. Shiboham, Shiboham. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo.